today on the Geek Rex Podcast. We talk all about San Diego Comic Con and all the big news that broke loose from all the companies, including comics, television, and film. You can find all of our thoughts and opinions on all things geek at geekrex.com. Follow us on Twitter at geek underscore rex and like us on Facebook. I saw that last night. Oh yeah. Yes, it is not good. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think gotta, you're the first person I've heard to not like it. I, I know, and I, I've already caught a lot of hell about it on Facebook too, from some friends of mine that are big horror fans, and that and that's fine. I mean, you know, they're they're folks that are fans of every genre, so it's it's no big deal. But I I saw it last night with Mike and Hannah and a couple of other friends of ours, and I was surprised at just how boring it was. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised. I was because they got such good reviews, and and mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't be surprised anymore. I'm constantly seeing these horror films that get these really good like Rotten Tomato scores. Um, the Sinister being the most recent one before this mm-hmm. had you know 70, 80 Rotten Tomato scores, which uh, you know are pretty passable. I would th- I would say. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. And so so I go see this movie, and uh, it starts off just fine, and but it, it's like the there there's no tension in the movie, you know. There's there's no scares being built up, and. Uh, yeah, it has two really wonderful lead actors in Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiga, but mm-hmm. it's, the script is just silly, you know. And there and there are moments where Vera Famiga is like clairvoyant, you know, and it just right. sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like she just knows everything when it happens, and she touches things like it's like out of the dead zone, and she can absorb its memories and stuff. Well, that the person she's playing is a real person, and she, um, at least claims she's psychic. Right, um, but when they actually give her those powers, it comes across as silly in the movie. Right. Um, so they don't bring up in the movie at all that those two possibly faked stuff, because uh, a lot of people think that they fake a lot of their cases they were involved with, particularly the Amityville Horror. No, it, it, it's completely played po-face serious. Um, okay. And, I mean, it is played as straight as possible. Matter of fact, when we walked out, Mike was like, man, that kind of felt like a little bit of a propaganda piece. And I thought to myself, well, you know, maybe. Um, In what way? Um, there's a good deal of religious subtext that's played up. Uh, and there's even huh. there's even a quote from Ed Warren that's pop that pops up at the end where it talks about you know how demons are real and blah 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 and uh, you know if you're not a religious person it's, it's possible you might take that uh, a little bit uh, wrongly. <laughs> right. Uh, but well, it is a ghost movie, so they're going to talk about demons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. All these exorcism, demon, ghost movies they are all they all have that that element to them. Um, but I was just disappointed in the movie, and and for me, I think it brings up a greater discussion of just how crappy horror is in general right now. Um, um, I think some horror fans, and this might be some of the flack you've been getting, would argue that it's mostly just what's mainstream, what gets a wide release that's crappy. Sure. And sadly, it's also what makes money. Um, yeah. But I think there's a lot of indie stuff that never even makes it to theaters that a lot of horror fans really dig. Sure. 
Sure. Or at uh-huh. least American theaters. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I do not I do not doubt it, but I have to say that th- this movie is going to be the number one movie this weekend. Right. So there's definitely there's definitely something to the wait, wait a minute. Turbo didn't make more money. No, than tur- the Conjuring. No, Turbo tanked. Wow. Turbo Turbo will be uh, either number two or number three this weekend. Um, oh, I didn't wow. get a chance to look at the most recent numbers on uh, on I Twitter. Guess kids were too overloaded after two animated movies. Yeah, they said it's one of the worst DreamWorks debuts in quite some time. <laughs> uh, um, I guess we're not getting six sequels out of this one, then. No, definitely not. Um, so I was just I, I was a little surprised by it, but it, you know, especially I think this is uh, Conjuring's R rated, isn't it? Yes. So to have like an R rated uh, horror film come out at number one, that's certainly saying something. But yeah, quality or not, I think that's good for the genre, though, for it to be number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's fine. But of course, it means they're going to make sequels to this movie, and I think that's. Oh yeah, well, that was the big news this weekend out of that movie was that all the actors are contractually obligated for sequels. Yeah, and I, I, I tend to think that one of the things that they could have, yeah, matter of fact, Turbo's number three this weekend behind Despicable Ooh. Me Two. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's it's pretty pretty sorry and um but I I think the conjuring could have been very good with a better director. And that's and when I okay. I'm going to probably pull together a review today maybe. I don't know, we'll see. Uh depending on how busy I get cuz I'm going to see Fruitvale Station this afternoon. Okay. And I think if they had someone that like like a David Fincher or a David Lynch even, <laughs> you know, somebody that that understands frightening imagery and can be much more subtle about its scares rather than the boo type scares right. that James Wan, who I just I have no respect for as a filmmaker anymore. Um, I think that this film could have been a lot better, and a better director would have cut out the sillier elements that really mm-hmm. just pulled me out of the movie altogether. So uh, I I do not think highly of The Conjuring. <laughs> at all um, despite his score i haven't gotten a chance to see it yet I, I wanted to see it friday but then just it never happened so i want to see it eventually but yeah it's yeah it's a little disheartening to see that you didn't like it well i mean you may you may dig it i don't know uh, i i just i haven't seen a horror film since um drag me to hell that was an actual like horror film quote unquote right that i loved i mean i love cat um, in the woods but that's not yeah. really horror you know uh, right, I was about to say, Cabin in the Woods is the last one I loved, and then I would agree with you, Drag, Drag Me to Hell is probably the, out of the past like 10 years, one that I just absolutely loved, like I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. It, it, I mean, it certainly had its elements of humor, but it was just also, it actually had parts where you're like, oh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. You know, that scene where she's uh, in the car, I, and you know, it's, it's, it's good. I, I was watching that one at the, uh, I was still working at the theater when that one came out, and we previewed it, and so we were watching it, it's bad enough we were watching it at like 1 in the morning. And uh, there were times in Drag Me to Hell where I had to like kind of look behind me and make sure nobody was sitting behind me. Yeah, I, I, I just I miss I miss the ability for horror to actually uh, create a creepy atmosphere that mm-hmm. is legitimately creepy and doesn't rely on oh what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like I heard us on another podcast, probably like Operation Kino or somewhere. Where they said, you know when the scares are coming because the music drops out and becomes silent and it telegraphs its scares. And a movie like The Ring never did that. Uh, A movie like Drag Me to Hell doesn't really do that. And I I miss that in horror. I mean, even even Paranormal Activity 
had more subtlety to it yeah, than the first one. Yeah, the first one, which I thought had a creepy enough atmosphere. I had some trouble with the. I was going to say, I think, uh, I think out of all, all the horror movies of the past at least four or five years, um, I think Paranormal Activity deserves a lot of respect because that movie built a franchise out of absolutely nothing. Sure, sure, I, 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 I agree, and it, the first movie at least is effective. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, horror movies. I hope Not I hope they thing. improve. I really hope they improve because I'd love to see a really good horror movie. And that's why I'm disappointed, man, because I go to these movies and I ex- I, I keep hoping this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one <laughs> I can glom onto and I'm going to love it. And this is going to be my exorcist. This is going to be my shining. And they never are. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not expecting like a classic to redefine the entire genre. I just want to go right. in and, and expect a movie I'm going to really enjoy, and I never do. When I'm bored in a horror movie, you're doing something wrong. So anyway, I also saw Only God Forgives, mm. which is the the VOD release, uh, right. sort of the follow up to Drive with Ryan Gosling and director Nicholas Winding Refn, and it has horrible reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I did write a review of this uh, Friday night uh, as soon as I got done seeing it. I was up till 4 in the morning, actually, uh, pulling this thing together because I didn't get home till like, 1. And I have to tell you, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Uh, and I won't, I won't oversell it too much because you can just read my review. But it's a, it's, it, it is a Hong Kong... Uh, action ballet. <laughs> and did you enjoy it as much as Drive? No, I did not. But I think Drive, I mean, that was my number one film of 2011. So mm-hmm. to put uh, Only God Forgives on that pedestal, is just it, there's no way that's going to happen. Um, but I think it was a very, very poetic film. And I think it's getting a bad rap from a lot of audiences that are expecting Drive. I was about to say, I think that has to be what it is. People are expecting something on that level. Yeah, and it's not. It's not drive. It's it, it's drive taken to a far extreme. It's gorier. It's more silent. <laughs> like um, the main character in Drive is obviously very quiet, and they cut out a lot of the dialogue in Drive to sort of just drive story points home rather than ex, you know expository dialogue. Mm-hmm. And with um, with Only God Forgives. Everyone is that silent, <laughs> and huh. everybody just kind of stares at the camera. And I and I I can see some of the some of the detractions against the film, but it's so beautiful, and I think the plot is actually quite interesting. So um, that movie is on video on demand right now. If you're a Comcast Xfinity person, okay, it also has a limited release as well. It is, but you know, it's not it's not even in Atlanta yet. So right. it's I think it's like a New York, LA, and then some places in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think maybe like a couple of other cities too. So, uh, but if you have Comcast or if you have, or if you have iTunes, uh, you can check it out. I advise it. I mean, I really like the movie. If you like movies that are a little different than your everyday fare that comes to the theater, particularly from the action side of things, and you're you're a little open-minded about it, I recommend it. It's like, it'll probably be one of the better seven ninety nines you spend. And if you hate it, sorry, I tried. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to check it out, just because I was so lukewarm about Drive. Sure. And if it's not as good as Drive, there's no way I'm going to enjoy myself. No, I, I I agree. If you don't like Drive, you're, you're definitely, you definitely will not like Only God Forgives, because this is Nicholas Winding Refn even more unchained. So. Well, I hope, uh, I hope whatever he does next, though, I hope it kind of can at least be on the same level as Drive, because I would hate for him to be one of those directors that becomes known for only his one movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree fully. Um, I I don't know... I mean, Drive definitely seems like an outlier 
from his filmography at this point. Uh, I haven't seen Valhalla Rising yet, uh, and it's on Netflix, so I can check it out when I get a chance here. But um, the I did see Bronson, which was a movie that starred Tom Hardy. Right. And I hated that movie. <laughs> so um, Drive is definitely very different from the rest of his movies, but there are elements of Drive where, where Only God Forgives kind of speaks on that same emotional wavelength as Drive. So I can see the um, – I, I, st- I can still see some connective tissue there. I, I hope that his next movie is a little more straightforward in the, in the, in the way Drive was. Well, if he gets his Wonder Woman project, it might be. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We can discuss that a little bit further here as we, <laughs> move, as we segue into our new segment. Uh, this weekend was San Diego Comic-Con. And there sure, was... I don't think anything was going on this weekend. I think it was a pretty <laughs> slow weekend. Yeah, it was, it was pretty dead. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, San Diego Comic-Con pretty much took over the news cycle this weekend. So uh, what we decided to do here on the Geek Ricks podcast was we decided we were going to have an entirely news-based segment, uh, an entire, excuse me, a news-based episode based around San Diego Comic-Con and some of the big pieces that sort of enveloped both television, video games, comics, movies. So with me just sort of blabbing on here, Shane, if you just want to take over, sir, it is yours. All right, so uh, you say it dominated the news this weekend. Really, it started all on Wednesday of last week, which is crazy because Comic-Con didn't actually start until Thursday. But we started getting news as early as Wednesday, and I think even some things came out on Tuesday. Um, but one of the things that v- was the very first thing we heard from Comic-Con, and I really, it was probably on Friday, but it was probably the first really big, meaty sort of news, is uh, from the video game side of things. And we are going to break this up by video games, television, comics, and movies. Um, so on the video game side of things, the only really, there were other games there, and there were trailers that I saw that I liked from video games there, but the, the big one that was making a splash was Arkham Origins, which I'm glad, because it seems everyone who was wavering in their faith in that game now is back to fully supporting it, and everybody's really excited for it now. So everybody saw some footage that uh, got, yeah. them, got them turned back on? Well, we got a new trailer. Um, we, we've known, we've discussed it before, our first episode was about this game, uh, of this podcast, so... Um, we know that it's about Batman on Christmas Eve being hunted down by, I think, ten different assassins. And we got a new trailer that featured one of those assassins who was a brand new Batman villain. Okay. He was, uh, named Copperhead, and they made the wise decision of making it a female Batman villain. Uh, did you get the chance to check out this new trailer? I saw, I, I saw it, yeah. And I, Copperhead is uh, actually a, a, a character that's existed before in comics. It just happened to be a man. I right, mean, Copperhead's been around since like the '60s, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that it's an interesting choice for an extra assassin to go with. But I did see the the trailer, and I thought it was done quite well. Um, I mean, obviously these these um, these villain trailers are not indicative of actual gameplay, right? Which is the one thing that does you know still have me a little nervous because we haven't seen much actual gameplay from this game. Well, we did seems... have that almost ten minute demo from e3 oh did I, maybe so. i never watched the that demo okay I missed yeah you might want to check that out then if you you're still not sure on gameplay yeah I, i'll need to i'll need to but um yeah copperhead's a, quite a choice do, do we have all of the villains that are going to be in the game listed out yet i don't think we do um i think bane is one of the assassins that's going after him because i know they're they're really harping on bane's redesign which looks fantastic um 
And then we obviously know Deadshot, and we know Deathstroke. And then Black Mask is the one behind it all. And then uh, Joker's in it, but I don't think he's one of the assassins. I think he's just in it. Um, other than that, I really don't know. Um, oh, well, Anarchy. Anarchy is playing the more Riddler role of this. So I guess that means the Riddler has not risen as a villain yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to make sure that we're not missing anybody. But yeah, that's uh, that 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 that's a that's a very interesting choice. Anarchy's showing up a lot lately because he's coming in that new cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think he's is he getting his own villains month this year? I want to say he is, but I don't know. Ooh, I don't I don't remember. Anarchy. Maybe he <laughs> is. Yeah. I mean, I know I know Deathstroke is. Right. And it's being written by the people that are writing the game. Right. So that's that, that's an, it'd be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Anarchy was making a, a bigger comeback now. Um, but yeah, I saw the trailer as well. Um, Copperhead seems like my, my main reaction to the trailer was, uh, this looks like it's going to be a very, uh, unnerving boss fight. Something that's going to make me want to just throw my controller out the window (laughs) because, uh, you have this trailer of this very agile woman just crawling all over Batman and hitting him and Batman's not even able to throw a punch. And so I'm just like, this is just going to get on my nerves. Like, it's awesome looking. The footage looks great, but. I just know I'm. It's gonna get on my nerves. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, <laughs> there's always that one aggravating fight in these Arkham games. Like I remember, I think the most aggravating fight I had to deal with was any time those two giant uh, yes. guys would show up, and there was it like took me forever to figure out. Oh, I can use these freeze things, and that'll stop them for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's little tricks that you can pull together, and it, and it ends up working out. I don't remember having as as tough a fight in any of the Arkham City no. games. Like I don't like in Arkham City, I don't think I my my first playthrough, I'll be honest with you, I can't remember ever dying. <laughs> um the only times I did was what what you mentioned, whenever those two giants would show up. Yeah, and that, that only have oh, there is that one fight where it is the two giants and the jo- and the Joker is standing there right. and yeah, I remember that now. Okay. Um that is the other the other time where I It's not even the last boss fight with Clayface was difficult. So No, I mean it's it, I'm I'm hoping they ratchet up the difficulty a little bit in this game. Um yeah, I hope the difficulty goes up and what I really even if the difficulty doesn't go up, I hope they are as inventive in their boss fights as that Mr. Freeze boss fight was in Arkham City. A lot of tension there. A lot of tension. Uh, where he's basically stalking you around the room. Yeah, and you couldn't even use one tactic the whole boss fight. And it was just... I think that was their most inventive aspect of that game. Yeah, because he adapts and stuff. It's uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see... I mean, based on this this list of villains, who they, how they end up using them. I mean, some of them are not that varied. At least based right. on my comic experience with them, I mean Deadshot and Deathstroke and Bane, and <laughs> I mean they're they're kind of like similar uh, adversaries in a way. Yeah. I mean there there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between Deadshot and Deathstroke when I was a kid, <laughs> but um, I mean this this will be uh, a really cool game. So so were the actors there? Uh, yes, they were, or at least I know. Um... The guy who's doing Batman and the guy who's doing the Joker were there. Cool. Okay. Um, that's all I know about it. I didn't really read any description of the panel itself. I just saw the trailer, and that's kind of all I took from it. And I think that's all most people took from it is that that trailer came out. Got it. Um, but, yeah, that's coming out in October, and it's the main reason I'm trying to look into getting a new Xbox or getting a PlayStation 3 just to get that game. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, I mean, I pre-ordered it already, so I'm waiting for it to come. I mean, October yep. 25th. <laughs> yep, right at the end of October there, so... Yeah, I mean, this is one of the uh, last remaining series that, that's still running that I like love in terms of video games, because I'm not a mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto guy, so... Uh, Arkham Origins. Although I will say that Grand Theft Auto V trailer was amazing. So. Well, I mean, if, if if you can convince me to buy it, I'll buy it. But <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to listen to you because I, I I have yet to like love a Grand Theft Auto game since you know since like middle school or something or high school, right. whatever it was. Well, same for me too. So yeah. All right, so let's uh, since it is Comic Con, I guess we we want to talk about some comics. But um, unfortunately, there weren't a ton of comics that got announced, um, particularly from the big two. The big two really focused more on what we've already known. Like, they kind of expanded on... Marvel expanded on Infinity a little bit. DC expanded upon Zero Year and even Trinity War and Forever Evil. Um, The only major thing from Forever Evil and the Trinity War kind of thing is that DC said, oh, well, this is the end of our first phase of the New 52. And then they didn't really say what was next. It just said that this is Forever Evil... And Trinity War will tie up whatever loose ends there were at the beginning of the New 52. Which we've seen that a little bit with Trinity War so far in its first two chapters. But they just said that's the end of the first phase. And so that's all we know. Yeah, it's a bit um, of a letdown for the big two when it yeah, came to this. It was, it was very much so. I think Marvel won that aspect, but they only won it with one announcement that we don't even know if it's... We don't even know everything about it. Right, right. Um, well, what, what announcement was that? Uh, Marvel announced uh, Cataclysm, which is going to be an event on the Ultimate side of things. It's going to focus on the Ultimates, but they said it will bring in every single Ultimate comic, X-Men, Spider-Man, and then even the ones that were many, so like Iron Man and maybe even Galactus, because it is about 616 Galactus, as we saw at the end of Age of Ultron, being put into the Ultimate Universe. Mm. And he is apparently going to be the hardest challenge anyone in the Ultimate Universe has faced, and part of that challenge is going to be the fact that everyone in the Ultimate Universe, not just Spider-Man now, is going to know that there is another Marvel Universe out there. Uh, um, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. that sounds interesting. And it's going to see uh, the Ultimates particularly, and see, so many people have died in the Ultimate Universe now that the Ultimates are just Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. And uh, it's going to be them trying to deal with it, and they can't just send Galactus to another dimension because he'll just destroy that one too. So it's them trying to figure out what to do. Um, the rumor is that this may or may not be the end of the Ultimate Universe, because when they were asked at the panel, they said just to read Cataclysm. <laughs> and uh, then it became a rumor that Miles Morales, would be, who is currently Ultimate Spider-Man, would be switched into the 616 universe. But whenever they were asked about anything about Cataclysm, their answer was, read Cataclysm. Yeah, I stopped reading Ultimates, and I, honestly, I stopped reading all the Ultimate Universe stuff because I just, I, I just gave up on it. But Spider-Man's the only one worth reading. Well, I'm, I'm sure it still is, and that's, and that's the important thing to note here is that uh, Miles Morales is the only character that really sticks out anymore from the Ultimate yep. Universe. There was a time when, like, Ultimate Captain America was of interest to people, and Ultimate Thor, and and uh, but I think a lot of that has sort of been undone recently through some lukewarm runs from some not a not so great writer that had taken over Ultimates at post Jonathan Hickman, and a uh, and and the Ultimate X Men side of things. I mean. Can anybody tell me what's happened in Ultimate X-Men lately? <laughs> I don't know if I can even tell you who all's on the team right now. I so. have no idea. I just remember, uh, 
I, I don't know. Is, is Kitty was I think Kitty. I know really Kitty good. and Iceman and Johnny Storm yeah. were on the team. Yeah, that's that's about it. And I, I tend to think that that's probably how most people, uh, re- most people's reactions are to that to that basic book. So it, it doesn't surprise me that if they just decided let's just jettison this whole line. Mm-hmm. And sort of put in, uh, you know, just put Miles into the regular universe or whatever. I mean, I, at this point, I don't know if there's if there's a whole giant audience for the Ultimate Universe anyway anymore. Yeah, I agree. Um, if it'll just be, it's one of those kind of wait and see things. It starts in October or November. I think it's end of October, beginning of November that it starts. So I guess we'll be finding out very shortly what's going on with that. Um, it seems like this is going to be a big year for the big two in the latter half of the year in terms of stories. Yeah. Um, just none of them were shared at Comic-Con. Yeah, what a shame, um, man. I mean, I guess they're waiting for New York Comic-Con to drop bigger news. I guess, but um, with DC on the DC side of things, uh, so we still can't get this Shazam series confirmed for anything. What is going on with that? I, I, I'm getting a little frustrated with them because it seems like they want to just hold, dangle this carrot in front of us, yep. uh, those of us that love this character and uh they keep saying oh you know we'll, we'll, they, 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 there may be something coming this may they, be they never coming. yeah they never flat out deny it and jeff johns was very coy about it this week uh this weekend and um the only thing he flat out denied is that he's not doing a booster gold series so yeah well maybe jeff johns just doesn't want to get burdened with writing it and they're trying to figure out who's going to write the damn thing well, that would be a shame if Jeff Johns is not writing it, because I think that's the character he's done the best in the New 52. Oh, sure. I agree. I totally um, Let's see. Uh, the other series... Let's see. There's Shazam, and then I totally just left my mind. What series they talked about? Oh, um, Jeff Lemire mentioned something interesting. Uh, they... I don't think anybody asked him about it, but Jeff Lemire said he has very big plans for Martian Manhunter in 2014. And so that leads me to wonder if we're getting a Martian Manhunter standalone series. Yeah, maybe so. Um, If Lemire's writing it, it could be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess guess that means Matt Kent is probably moving on to something else. But uh, since he was doing all the JLA Martian Manhunter backups and he's doing like five straight issues starting Mm -hmm. starring Martian Manhunter... Um, but, uh, you know, Jeff Lemire taking over the character wouldn't be necessarily a detraction. I mean, his work on Green Arrow has been stellar, so I, I'd be excited to see that if, if that was what was coming. And certainly there's, there, there is some hunger out there for Martian Manhunter stuff as per this yeah. injustice, Martian Manhunter new, being the new Gex character they're adding to that mm-hmm. game. Uh, I think that's a, it's a very popular character. And, and Although actually, I will say the looks of him in that game, he doesn't look as intimidating as he does in the new 52. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I, I wonder why a shape changer would put male nipples on himself. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the point, really? But um, it's, it's, it's insofar as Jeff Lemire taking over that book, I think that would be a positive mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I guess we have to wait and see what happens. It's probably a 2014 thing. Um, in terms of comics, though, uh, let's just leave it there because I'll say I'm doing a very special edition of the splash page that's counting down the 10 most anticipated comics that were announced at Comic-Con or at least brought up in depth at Comic-Con because there were a few that were announced beforehand. Well, hold on. Before we do that, let me just ask you this. Is, is, is the Matt Kent Sinestro Corps thing going to be on your list? It is not. Okay, let me just mention that really quickly then. Okay. Um, there had been some some rumored talk uh, around Wednesday 
because Matt Ken had been seen wearing a Sinestro shirt. And this was sort of similar to the time that um, Jeff Lemire had been seen at New York Comic Con wearing a Green Arrow shirt. And people were wondering, well, does that mean a Green Arrow announcement is coming? And indeed, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. We we haven't gotten a Sinestro Corps announcement yet, but we do know that Matt Kent is writing the Sinestro uh, Villains Month issue. So, and we also know a Sinestro Corps series is coming. So, between those two, (laughs) that may be something to look forward to if you're a fan of his, like I am. And uh, (laughs) just just something to look out for. All right. Well, uh, look out for that, and then look out for the Comic-Con edition of the Splash Page, which will probably come out the same day this does. I'm hoping it'll come out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And I'll just say, to tease my uh, number one, it was a comic... I thought in my entire life I would never see happen. So I'll just leave it at that. All right. Um, So uh, on the television side of things, it was also very skimpy. It was really a very movie-dominated Comic-Con this weekend. Uh, Today is the last day, but it's usually a very off day um, at Comic-Con. My understanding is that at most cons, Sunday is just the day to get things at a very discounted price. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been, having been to San Diego Comic Con a couple times now, Sunday is is Cartoon Day, and yep. um, and it's like every, all the dealers are trying to get rid of their comics day. So yep. if you've I've, never, I've always been told if you go to a big convention and Dragon Con, I assume applies to this as well. Um, get whatever is a must have in the first few days, and then everything else wait until Sunday. Sure. Sure, um, and I think that that's a pretty smart move because the thing you really want is definitely going to get get taken probably yep. unless it's like a niche thing. But if if you've never been to Comic Con, and by the way, did your brother go this year? No, he okay. had to sit at his computer for forty eight hours covering it. Holy cow! Never actually getting chance hours. to go. <laughs> that sucks. No. Um, but in in San Diego Comic Con, you know the 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 room is actually broken up. Yeah, the main convention hall, where on the far left side, it's all like the um, the companies with all their booths, like it's the display stuff. Like DC has their giant mm-hmm. booth, Marvel has their giant booth, Dark Horse, Image, all the movie like houses, you know, Legendary, Warner Brothers, Marvel, um, you know, Paramount, whoever. And the other side is all the people selling crap, and it's like your standard comic book convention right. fair and so yeah on sunday books are like being slashed by like two three dollars a piece you know it's like what, 10 for a dollar <laughs> and trades 50 percent off i mean they just they don't want to take that stuff home so right that's a piece of advice go go to your comic con on sunday <laughs> so uh we can pretty much say comic con's over at this point um yeah but because um, i don't expect any major news to come out today but um anyway on the television side it was very skimpy um so we had a trailer come out for Walking Dead season four, and I know we both saw it because we both tweeted about it. Um, and I will say that I was impressed with the trailer in that it actually kept me enthralled for the entire four and a half minutes that it goes on for. Um, but I will also say, I will also preface that this discussion by saying that Walking Dead season three also had a very good trailer. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer. Uh, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> so you just tweeted about it. You didn't even watch it. You just tweeted that it was out. Yeah, I, I, I just, I literally don't care uh, as far as like Walking Dead stuff goes. I just said, man, right. Walking Dead, that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, what did they show? 
Um, it was kind of just establishing what the status quo is going to be for this season. Um, it seems a very more uh, intimate season than we got last time. Uh, there's not going to be this whole switching back between Woodbury and the prison. It's all prison centric this season. Yeah. Uh, the comic. It's worth. It's worth noting that the series is going to be straying from the comic a lot more this season and forging their own path. Um, they said the governor won't show up for a while. Um, it was kind of, I mean, it was The Walking Dead. I really don't know what to say about it. It was people killing zombies, people's lives in danger, and we see our characters doing stuff. It does seem Carol is going to be a little bit more of a focus. She's going to get a lot more to do this season just based on that trailer. But it, it was a very well-put-together trailer. I'll give it that. But it's it's The Walking Dead, so I know not to be too excited about anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to dampen anyone's excitement over a tv show or whatever but this after season three i just i just gave up man i couldn't do yeah. it anymore it was if it's if it's your thing and i know from facebook and twitter it's a lot of people's thing yeah um that was probably a trailer you really loved but for me i i will admit it was good but it's it's something to not be overly let's not be overly excited about it yeah I, it's it's the walking dead man it's, it's yeah it's, that's it's pretty much a, like for us that's all we have to say is it's the walking dead yeah are, are you planning on reviewing it again uh this, this um, coming year I, I plan on when it starts we'll see if i'm still there by the time it's over <laughs> good good for um, you man good man <laughs> all right so then the other big tv show is agents of shield um the pilot was screened um okay. so there's a lot of reviews out there if you're just curious about how it was it was a very positive reaction to it but um I would say don't take that to mean that it's fantastic. I mean, it probably it might be. Um, it is Joss Whedon and it is Marvel, so it could be really good. Um, which I know that doesn't really necessarily mean it's good for you, Kyle. But uh, right. I, I really don't know. It's hard to say. A lot of people like to report that, oh, fan reaction was positive in Hall H. Fan reaction was positive from Comic-Con. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate that way once it actually comes out. Um, in fact, I would almost be willing to bet that means it's not going to be that way when it comes out. Um Unless it's just, like, something mind-blowing. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did screen its pilot, and it got very positive reaction. Um, I think the biggest surprise from it is that Maria Hill, uh, Kobe Smulders' character, is going to be on the show. Um, whether it's just for the pilot or if she's going to be a recurring character, I don't know. But um, how are you feeling about this show as we're getting closer? Because the premiere date is September 24th, I, so we're, get, we're getting pretty close. It, it's hard for me to work up too much excitement over it. I mean, the idea is really cool. Like I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still into this idea of a television series that ties in with a movie series. Like I feel I feel like that is very cool, very inventive, and I, I can't think of many examples of that kind of cent- cross media synergy. Right. Especially I, where it started with a movie and then a TV show happened. Because I mean, there's plenty of TV shows that became movies. Right, or or um, movies that you know spawned off TV show type spinoffs right. or redos. I mean, like, there was a Clueless TV show once. Right, and there was the Terminator TV show, but nothing ever tied back into what was coming out in theaters. <clears throat> right, exactly. So, uh, there, this is the first time where something that's on TV could potentially have some wink and nudge ramifications yep. for the movies. Maybe. I mean, maybe not. But it's at least smaller stories set in the same universe. So that's cool. I, I guess my worry is just how, you know, how's this thing going to look? Is it going to look right. cheap? Is it going to, like, what kind of stories are they going to tell? Are they going to be interesting at all? I mean, or are they going to be, like, Smallville-level stories where I just, you know, I'm not into it? Mm-hmm. And I know some people, there's an audience for that kind of thing. But I just, for me, it, it, it doesn't really work. 
especially not uh, especially not lately. Uh, but I, I, I'll certainly watch the the pilot with hopes that it'll be good. I mean, if it's like mega cheese and just kind of like kind of I don't know, it's kind of taken lightly and lightheartedly. Mm-hmm. I might have a little harder time with it, particularly based on the production values of the show. The tra- right. the initial trailer did not look very good to me, uh, particularly when um, J. August Richards is playing whatever the heck he's playing, and he jumps out of that window and hands uh, well, on the ground. We found out who he's playing. Oh, did they? Oh. Uh, it is not Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you can, can you find that online, um, who he's playing? Yes, and uh, you will immediately have to do a Google search unless you are in incredibly steeped in marvel lore no I'll, I'll have to look that up i don't want to ruin it on the podcast but all right uh yeah um i'll be interested to see if once you look it up if you are knowledgeable about who this person is um because i will honestly be surprised i'll let me look it up and see if i can find out uh all right you keep talking though all right so let's move into the movies type of thing because as i said this was a very very movie centric comic-con and it always is it's transitioned into that it did start off as a comic book convention but once the media realized what a big thing it was within the past 10 years 10 13 years comic-con is all movies now and it's the platform for studios to just see whether the fans are going to latch on to their movie usually it's yes but there have been some cases where the fans don't um so yeah there are a ton of movie announcements that happened this weekend and most of them happening yesterday um so we have uh, this being recorded on Sunday, so yesterday being Saturday. Uh, we have First off, we had The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which actually had a th- panel on Friday. And unfortunately for that film, it uh, kind of beca- got forgotten in the uh, just sheer amount of news that came out yesterday. But we had a trailer come out with uh, Electro in it. We got to see him for a few seconds. We kind of hear this narration of him talking about his powers. Then we see him for a few seconds, and then we see the logo for the movie. Um, I'm not sure how much extra they showed at the panel, but did you see this Electro trailer? I did. I, I saw it. I think Thursday um, mm-hmm. when I when released broke, the footage. I so, what did you think of it? I mean, I know it was very, very brief. It was but. fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't particularly like Electro's look. Uh, mm-hmm. But it seems like the, the this this Spider Man this Amazing Spider Man movie universe is going more for like uh, animal based villains. <clears throat> so, oh, excuse me. Uh, they it seems like that he I think he, his is tied into like electric eels or something. <laughs> yeah, they said. Yeah, apparently they said he gets his powers from electric eels at Oscorp, which I kind of rolled my eyes at. Mm. Yeah, it was the first thing. It was the first thing I very much so about this movie rolled my eyes at, and that's saying a lot for a movie with Paul Giamatti playing the Rhino. <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely looks like they're going in that direction. In the video game that came out right right around the time of the first movie, all the villains you fought were right. animal based uh, guys like vermin. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember who else was in. I think they did Scorpion or Rhino one in that game. So. Yeah, Scorpion I mean, was Spider-Man definitely in it. And you can't do a Spider-Man game without Rhino, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that they that they're really running with this this animal based villain mm-hmm. set. Uh, so I, I mean, I know Green Goblin. Makes me even more so want Doctor Octopus. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I I really would not want Doctor Octopus to look like some kind of octopus monster. Though. Oh Lord. And he has in some of the cartoons, and it was not pretty. 
By the way, I've never heard of this character uh, that you were Okay, well, there to. you go. It stumped Kyle. So I have no idea who that character is. But, I've, I mean, I've never read that book from Marvel either. Right. So it, that's 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 like C, D level Marvel I would character. say D or F level. Yeah, that's pretty low. <laughs> like maybe even if there's a level below F, that's what he is at. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so there wasn't much from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, it is still a year away, but... Um, I'm still anticipating it. I know, Kyle, you're kind of on the fence leaning towards not anticipating it at all. No, I'm not. I, I didn't like the first one, so right. it's hard for me to get excited about... Other than Andrew Garfield's exuberance of right. the role, I mean, his 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 excitement's infectious. And he did once again show up in costume this year. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that kind of thing is great, but... I, I have a hard time really getting pumped for this movie, especially since I know it's written by the guys that did Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Um, that's something to kind of worry about. Yeah. <laughs> especially after we saw what they came up with this year. Hey, but, maybe um, there'll be a 9-11 conspiracy theory somewhere shoved in there. I hope the president pays attention. <laughs> yeah, we hope Obama pays attention to Orky's movies from now on. Uh, um, anyway, uh, Saturday was really where it all dominated, and it started with WB's panel. And uh, the big one before we get... Well, there was the one big one that everyone's talking about. But right before we get to that, let's talk about Godzilla for a second. Okay. Because uh, I think we've established over the past two weeks that I'm a huge Godzilla fan. And I know you at least like the original Godzilla movie. Yep. Um, and it seems like both of us had at least childhoods that had that Godzilla had a presence in. Yep. Um, it's kind of hard to be a boy in the past 30, 40 years and not have Godzilla be in your life when you're growing up at some point. Um but uh, Godzilla had a trailer there, um, which we got descriptions for. And Godzilla really had a very big presence at this convention. It just wasn't talked about that much. There was the whole Godzilla encounter where people got to kind of play through this thing where they're eating at a sushi restaurant in Tokyo. And then Godzilla starts rampaging through the city and they got to see what Godzilla is going to look like in the movie. Uh, everybody was saying he looks great. He looks exactly like Godzilla is supposed to look. And then they got even more excited when they were apparently told by the people running the Godzilla encounter that it is still early in development, so Godzilla's look could be made even better before the movie comes out. Sure. Um, so we had the trailer, and apparently there was another, uh, to use Pacific Rim terms, I mean, it's normal terms anyway, but there was another kaiju that showed up in the movie, in the trailer, and this giant spider-like creature is the way it was being described. Hmm. And then Godzilla stepped on it, and so you've you have this giant spider, and then Godzilla's even bigger. Um, apparently, that's all people could say about it, was Godzilla looked great from what they saw of him. They still didn't see his head, but they said he's just massive, is what they were saying. So, okay. I know you're probably going to see it. Are you anticipating Godzilla at all? I know you kind of said about two weeks ago that you weren't. But... Uh, not really. I mean, it, it's starring Brian Cranston, which is cool, and mm -hmm. I, I love Brian Cranston. And then your favorite, Aaron Johnson. So, <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, if it, if it's, I, I bet it, I'll find it more fun than Pacific Rim. So that, there's that because at least I have an attachment to Godzilla from my right. childhood. I mean, I, this, right. so I, there's there's some of that. Some of the some of the stuff people were claiming that they had for, with, with for Pacific Rim, uh, in terms of they love like this big robot type mm -hmm. thing. With Godzilla, I'll have some warm and fuzzies right. there, but I just don't know. I mean, I'm looking at pictures now from the uh, from that that experience uh, mm -hmm. thing you're referring to. And if he looks anything like the pictures I'm seeing here, right. yeah, he looks pretty dead on to what Godzilla should look like. So that's cool. 
but I don't know necessarily if that's how they're going to go with it. I don't know if the story's right. any good. I mean, that, yeah, it, it still just, has to be a good movie. Like Godzilla can look as amazing as possible. It still has to be a good movie. And the other thing is, with Pacific Rim having totally bombed, and it's it's even out of the top five this weekend. I mean, it's it just mm-hmm. completely tanked. You wonder if this is going to be a big hit or not. I think that's certainly a worry, but um, as we'll see with summer 2014, it's going to be a summer of a lot of franchises that are in danger coming back. Um, you have X-Men coming back next summer. You have Ninja Turtles coming back next summer, and so you have even Godzilla as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how these kind of wavering franchises do. And you could argue X-Men's not wavering in terms of how, how much money it makes, but it's still it's still a franchise that people who are invested in it are worried about, I would say. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how next summer unfolds because it is very much so a summer of wavering franchises. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll I'll be I'll be interested to see what 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 happens. I mean, ne- next year is definitely not shaping up to be the year that 2015 is going to be. But <laughs> no, especially when we get to our next segment from the WB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's just yeah let's just go into it because. We need to we need to quit beating around the bush because this was the big news yesterday. Um, I got upset because the big news broke before it could even be officially announced. Yeah, um, but far be it for me to be the first guy on Twitter to actually say something about it too because I I posted it and it seemed like some of my more film uh, aware friends didn't know about it. Right, and then yeah, they I think start it was the Hollywood Reporter that leaked it. Um, or no, it was the LA Times. It was LA but, Times, yeah. And I, I caught the LA Times article, and I was like, "Whoa, what is that?" Yeah. And then, and then some of my friends are like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" Yeah, and, the LA Times came up with a very interesting rumor, is what we could call it, about an hour before the WB panel, which would really be end up being about two hours before the reveal was made. And then <laughs> there was just this snowball effect of all these other rumors coming out about what would be announced in terms of Warner Brothers and DC. And so we have Zack Snyder come out at the very end of the Warner Brothers panel, and he says, yes, there's going to be a Man of Steel sequel, which is great because me and Kyle were saying this, we've been saying for the past month, if not more, that if they don't confirm a Man of Steel sequel at Comic-Con, it's never going to happen. So we at least got that confirmation. And then he just takes it to a whole nother level, and the Man of Steel sequel is going to feature, we don't know how much, presumably heavily, uh, it is going to feature Batman. And so we are going to get a world's finest, a Batman Superman movie. So when you read this news, you kind of hinted at it a little bit. What was your reaction, especially once it was confirmed and once we finally got a look at this logo? I was pretty excited, uh, to be honest. Uh, so I was I was at Comic Club yesterday, and I, I so I didn't I wasn't on the internet per se. Right. Chasing this stuff, I was just kind of on Twitter, and I was getting my updates, and I saw a lot of tension amongst my friends who were like waiting yes. for the end of this Warner Brothers legendary panel to get to what this rumored announcement was. And I have to give some credit to DC for keeping this close, or I say Warner Brothers really, and DC Entertainment for keeping this close to their vest, because nobody saw this coming until mm-hmm. the LA Times. Yeah, uh, Hero Complex uh, segment yeah. of their of Everyone their paper leaked it. Everyone knew there was probably going to be a Man of Steel sequel, but but nobody, but, but no one was sure if it was going to if there was going to even be an announcement. Is what I'm saying. I mean, there, right. there, there, we all knew that announcements were coming from the other companies, and we knew there was going to be an X Men thing. We knew there was going to be you know Marvel stuff, but we had no idea that 
DC was going or Warner Brothers was going to pull something off. And it certainly wasn't like a big strum and drang kind of thing. I mean, it was literally Zack Snyder walking out on stage and having that actor Harry Lennox, the general from Man of Steel, read this bit from The Dark Knight Returns, which sounded like it'd be a pretty exciting thing. And then they showed that logo. And I will I will say this. What I like about the idea is that it avoids the pratfalls of an Amazing Spider-Man-style reboot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just gives us the new Batman right away. We don't have to That's deal true. with any origins. We don't have to deal with anything else. Uh, I mean, we've already had Batman origin on film within the past. And I like past- that you say new Batman. Okay, so uh, you mentioned the Dark Knight Returns quote that was read with this uh, announcement. And it's very fitting because the Batman logo that's shown there... Uh, looks very similar to the Dark Knight Returns Batman symbol. And I think anybody who is still speculating whether Christian Bale or Joseph Gordon-Levitt will come back to play Batman, I think that Batman symbol undid any of that speculation because it looks nothing like the Nolan Batman symbol. Yeah, I, it, it's completely different, and and that's fine. Uh, I, I mean, granted, that may not be the logo that, that, that sticks around. Right. <laughs> that, that logo may completely change based on whatever direction they go in. I'm still wondering if WB is flying by the seat of their pants here a little bit. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited because it avoids the issues that I just brought up. I don't want a rebooted Batman that retells the same story we already saw Mm -hmm. you know i'm fine and i said this on twitter you know a day before any announcement happened i said i'm fine with a new batman actor yep i just don't necessarily want to see it contradict too much of what we've already seen because i've seen all this story before you can have a new continuity and not necessarily fly in the face of the old continuity you know just don't have a joker for a little while uh, don't have uh, Ra- Rachel Ghoul show up. Don't have Bane, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a different Bruce Wayne. He's fighting the Penguin or Riddler or, or whatever he's fighting. And that's fine. And everything else can be different. It, it's all good. But I, uh, with the way they're approaching it here, I think it's interesting. And, and something that I haven't seen brought up yet. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to be the first one to do it. I'm sure someone else has, but I'm, we're going to say I'm the first one to do this. All right. So think about this: The Dark Knight Rises, for you know all its flaws, was basically an adaptation in spirit of The Dark Knight Returns, particularly, in yeah. particularly the first two books of The Dark Knight Returns. Correct. Now, what Zack Snyder is saying is that this quote from The Dark Knight Returns, where he talks about, uh, where Bruce is like, remember the man who has his hand on your throat, or <laughs> yes. whatever. I'm the man who beat you, or whatever. Um, I can't remember the quote verbatim, because I don't have it in front of me. Right. But, uh, and I wish they'd had Kevin Conroy come out and read it. And it says something like, remember the man who beat you, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right before Bruce has his, uh, has his heart attack in that book. I think that... You know, maybe they're trying to, in spirit, create an adaptation of the latter two books of the uh, of the Dark Knight Returns. Right. And I'm not saying that Superman will be like a government stooge or anything. Right. It's clearly not going to be, based on Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah but, based on Man of Steel, right? But I mean, that'd be kind of a cool synergistic thing to do. Is to have like, even though they're not in the same continuity, there's it's, no, there's no. It would be a very thing. loose adaptation, I would have to say, because 
it's not going to be 60-year-old Batman. Um, well, yeah, but well, that also, it's not like Bane was in The Dark Knight Returns, either. True. I mean, it's just... I mean, because it, it, Dark Knight Rises is Nightfall and Dark Knight Returns put together. Correct, so, correct. With Catwoman thrown in. And, and I feel like this Man of Steel sequel, whatever it's going to be called, um, I mean, we didn't even get a name for it. Nope. And I hope it's not Batman versus Superman, because that... Uh, <laughs> be I know stupid. that... <laughs> well, that's that they and the thing is they've almost made that movie before. Um back in 2000 right. and There's the whole I am legend three, thing. Well, no, before that. Before that, um the director of uh Babe uh <laughs> who's <laughs> I know. Uh he was going to direct Batman versus Superman. And they had cast like Jude Law and Colin Farrell, I think, to play Superman and Batman. And then at some point, he just they, the WB decided to jettison that in favor of the in favor of the Batman Begins take from Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. But they were very close to making that movie, and they've been hot on it for a long mm-hmm. time. And what they um, what they were going to use in that original film was they were going to basically take the Burton continuity and bring back Joker, um, the Jack Nicholson Joker. Mm-hmm. And they were going to use, I guess, I don't know if the Chris, you say the Christopher Reeve continuity or whatever they were going to do, uh, but they were going to have Lex Luthor in that. Now I'm sure they will not use that same script. I'm sure that thing's right. long been tossed. But and I guess David Goyer's writing the script, which I was about to say, uh, we can hold on to that for a second because I was going to say I was going to bring in my thoughts and kind of bring us back down oh, to sure. the ground. From of course, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 of course, of course. So yeah, that anyway, just there's a lot of history for you know right. this. Oh yeah, there's a lot of history in it being developed and. It's not like, uh, for as safe of a bet as this is for WB, it's not like this is an announcement that is coming without any background in comics. Because, I mean, we just had Batman Superman start in in the New 52, but, I mean, that's been going on. I mean, Batman and Superman have been pairing up since they were created. So, it's not a new idea. Um, What was I going to say? Um... Uh, what I really want it to be is uh, kind of this kind of jumps off what the title's going to be. It, it, they keep selling it as a Man of Steel sequel that has Batman in it, and that's what I want it to be. I want it to be a Superman movie. I want it to be a Superman movie that has Batman in it. Um, I don't want it to be a Batman and Superman movie. I want it to just be a Superman movie. And then uh, before we kind of go into some of the more gritty details of it, uh, I. You said Joker and Luther were in that script. I think Luther is still going to be the villain of this movie. Do you have any ideas of who you think the villain would be, or do you think it's also Luther? Well, Luther seems like the most obvious choice. Um, Luther has not only the clear animosity towards Superman, but he also, in, in comics continuity, he has a lot of problems with Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're the two richest guys in the DC universe. And they both had things destroyed by Superman in Man of Steel. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're I mean, I, I mean, it, it'd be, I'd be, I would laugh if, the, if that played a, point, a part in the, uh, in the script, but I mean, who knows? Um, I, certainly Lex Luthor will be the, the villain, but at mm-hmm. least this is a new angle on Luthor. Um, I mean, this, this focuses less on the real estate scam Luthor, and this is more the businessman Luthor if they go that, right. that area. Yeah, I don't think they're going to... I mean, they established Man of Steel. They don't care about what's been done before, so I don't think they're going to be that way with Luther. I, I, it would just seem out of place for them to suddenly care about what how Lex Luthor's been done in film before. 
No, um, I, I, and then and I don't think it's going to be an issue. I, I'm just I'm just saying that to the people that are like, oh, I'm so bored with Lex Luthor. Uh, well, those are people that have not read a good Lex Luthor story, then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so if I can wrap up this Batman Superman talk and feel free to chime in, um, I kind of want to bring us down to the ground a little bit with this announcement. Um, and I kind of started a little bit by saying I want it to be a Superman movie with Batman in it. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way or not, or if you just want it to be an outright Batman-Superman team-up. Um, but uh, I know everybody's pretty excited about this. Everyone's pumped about it. And it is a surprising announcement. Um, I would argue that something Marvel announced uh, later that day was a bit more shocking than this. Um, and I know everybody's really pumped for this movie, and it's going to be huge. Um, and it's Warner Brothers' best bet for 2015. Um, yeah, it's it's their only competition against yeah. Avengers two. I mean, they 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 could have put out a Man of Steel sequel, and that would have been just as exciting for me yep. in a way. But if they want to lay the groundwork for a Justice League film, which it seems like they are hell bent on doing, <laughs> this is the best way to do it. And I mean, sure, would I have loved to have seen another Man of Steel sequel that built on his particular universe and just built up that character and you know helped strengthen Man of Steel? Absolutely. Uh, on the other hand, I think WB is a little worried this bubble is going to burst eventually, and they want to yes. get this money now. <laughs> yeah, they uh, Warner Brothers is um, they. I think that with this announcement, they're showing they do not have faith in Man of Steel as a franchise on its own, and that they have to bring in the guy that sells tickets. And that's Batman. Um, well, they don't have enough tickets too. I mean, they're, they're, not nearly as many as Batman does, I, though. But I'm, I'm, well, Batman Begins didn't exactly sell a lot of tickets either. I mean, it's it's at six hundred and seventy million dollars. I mean, that's a lot of damn money to just right. sneeze at. So it's I, I I'm not I'm not sure I buy the idea that Superman doesn't sell tickets. Uh, a movie that's maybe a little less divisive would sell more tickets. That's true. So I think, uh, I think, and I think the casting of Batman could sell more tickets as well. Who knows? And and that you you got any predictions on that end, Shane? Um, I saw one that I thought was interesting from uh, Jamie from Think McFly. I think he said that uh, Joe Mangello, who is on, uh, who plays Al Seed on True Blood, was apparently one of the last people to be considered for Superman in Man of Steel. Yeah, he was. And that Snyder and them really liked him, and I think he could actually do Batman pretty well. I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> that guy cannot act. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Well, fan. let's let's be honest here. Has anyone that has played Batman on film done a great job at playing Batman himself? I love Christian Bale's Batman. Uh, I love it. The I voice love... is a little grating, but I think he does do a good job as Batman. And I think Michael Keaton was quite good as Batman. He's a good Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think Christian Bale's a better Bruce Wayne, but that's you know it's just up to taste there. But I think both of those guys have been tremendous. I saw one reviewer that said Christian Bale is the first guy that it mattered who was underneath the bat suit. So, I can agree with that. I mean, to me, if you cast a good actor, you're going to get a good performance. Um, I mean, there. I saw polls on uh, HitFix where they were asking. They had like this whole list of actors. Joe Manganiello was one of them, uh, but a ton of other actors: Army Hammer and and people that have been in contention for Batman for quite some time. Um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is still winning that poll. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think it'll be Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if they go with somebody who's more established because they might not want to go with an unknown like they did with Superman. Um, but anyway, to kind of go back to it, um, 
I, I will say I'm excited about this movie. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's Batman and Superman on screen together. How can some part of you not be excited about seeing that type of movie if you're the type of people we are? Um, I'm excited about it. It's just... Um, I feel like we're not going to be getting a true sequel to Man of Steel with this. It's not going to be a movie that focuses just on Superman. It might be, and I would be very pleased if it is one that focuses on Superman and we just have Batman show up. Um, but I don't think it's going to be. And... I feel like it is the safest bet that Warner Brothers could have had. They really want to jump in on this Avengers train very quickly. And I think this is probably the best way to fast track that Justice League movie is to start with this. But I feel like they're they're not taking as much of a risk as Marvel has. Um, uh, except for Marvel's... Ex- I, you, uh, you're probably going to disagree, but... Uh, I. Batman Superman is a much safer bet than Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Avengers were before they came out. Well, and that's fair, but, I mean, Marvel was created to make those movies. I mean, they, 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 Mar- Marvel Studios is a superhero-making factory, and so it's not – there's not calculated risk here. I, get, I call bullshit anytime someone says Marvel was taking risk. Not really, because they they said, we have the rights to these characters, we're going to make movies out of these characters. Sure, there's risk anytime you do that. But at the same time, they don't have their hands in other pots. Warner Brothers is doing, I mean, Warner Brothers is making Godzilla. Warner right. Brothers has got, uh, you know, this All You Need Is Kill movie. They've got, I mean, Well, that changed gravity. its title recently. <laughs> I, yeah, and I, I refuse to call it its new title until the movie comes out. I'm just, I'm still sad about that. Um, but... Warner Brothers has a lot going on. So, it, I mean, for them, sure, yes, Batman and Superman is a safe bet. But it's also the movie people have been asking for for a long sure. damn time. I mean, they've been asking for a world's finest film before a Justice League film. People were begging Warner Brothers, don't do a Justice League film. If you're going to do a team-up movie, do a Batman-Superman team-up movie. Guess what? They gave it to us. And people are still bitching about it. <laughs> that drives See, me I'm nuts. not complaining that it exists. I'm just complaining that... Um, it doesn't seem as much of a risky... I, I just want to see Warner Brothers take a risk. I want them to make a Wonder Woman movie. Sure. Or I want them to make a uh, a Flash movie, which was rumored right before the panel started, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, I'd love to see them make a Flash movie. I'd love to see them risk an Aquaman movie. Yeah. Um, well, but you, can you blame them for being trepidatious after... Oh, Green no, Man? not at all. <laughs> I mean, is what I'm trying to say. They, they, I mean, they made Green Lantern, and they put, a, at the time, a big star up, up front of it, and they put a lot of effort into it, a lot of marketing money into it, and it completely tanked because it was horrible. Um, there's a lot of problems with that movie. So, yeah, I would love for them to be more confident in making, like, a Wonder Woman movie or a Flash movie or Aquaman movie. If we movie. get to Justice League and we have not had a Wonder Woman solo movie, I think Warner Brothers will have made a huge mistake. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think there should be a Wonder Woman solo movie. I think it's a rich character, and there should be a female-led superhero movie that's a big hit. They would uh, get a step up on Marvel if they did that. They would, and, and they still haven't announced I mean, anything else. Uh, there, there were rumors right before the Superman-Batman right. announcement that there was going to be a Flash movie and a Justice League movie also announced, and none of that happened. So it makes you think that maybe they're kind of looking at the drawing board a little bit. Okay, what are we doing? And maybe we should have like a slate. <laughs> Who knows? I, right. I, I mean, it's, it, who knows? Um, to put one cap on it, though, um, as excited as you can be about Batman Superman, let's all just remember this is gonna this is going to be coming from the exact same team that gave us Man of Steel. Yep. So, if you enjoyed Man of Steel, it's probably not a problem. But if you there were things you disliked about Man of Steel, particularly in the writing, 
you probably should not be as pumped about this movie as you may be acting on social media. You, you need to keep in mind who's behind the scenes of this movie because we've seen what they've put out this year. And how you feel about that is probably going to be sim. Uh, well, I shouldn't say probably, but it may be how you end up feeling about Batman Superman. Maybe. On the other hand, David Goyer did do some of his best storytelling under uh, the Batman banner. So <laughs> That's true. So it might depend on how much of a control Nolan has over this movie. Oh, yeah, I think he has none. Uh, they said he's been bumped up to executive producer, which means he probably has none. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, that's just his name on the credits at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I'm excited, man. I'm sure I'm more excited than you are because I'm, you know, um, a mark. I'm excited, but, I mean, I'm not just as running around screaming shouting hallelujah and everything like everybody else is i think i think it was the big big news of the weekend i mean i, I with all due respect with the next thing we're going to talk about i think this was the one that everyone was surprised about and if you can surprise people at san diego mm-hmm. comic con you've won san diego comic con um because everything else to me feels expected so because things leak so early now i mean we, we yeah. didn't even i was talking with with brian and Brian and I, you know, who, you know who, who's been on the show before, we were chatting about we don't even know what San Diego Comic-Con is for anymore. We don't know if it's for comics. Right. We don't know if it's for film. Oh, it's not know. for comics. <laughs> we don't know if it's for fans. We, we don't even know who, who they're trying to depress. We're not sure who they're trying to go after. And, I mean, there's there were only two major news announcements that even broke from the film side of things. Everything else was just, here's our footage. So my local news picked up one, and they picked up the least likely story to pick up from Comic-Con, and that was that the uh, Hunger Games sequel had a new trailer come out. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's a big deal. And I was just like, of all the news to pick up from Comic-Con, you picked up that a trailer for a movie we already have a trailer for came out? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, um... Anyway, so uh, one more thing that happened at 20th Century Fox's panel, uh, moving into that, uh, before we get into the more Marvel side of things. Sure. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes did have a trailer, which apparently everyone was very impressed with. Um, I loved Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and we've already seen uh, through things I've done for the site and the way I've talked on here that I'm very excited for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And so I just wanted to throw that in there and say that I'm still excited for it, and I can't wait to see wait to see this footage that was apparently more, shown. I'm more excited for that movie than I am the the previous film. I mean, I I I, I think there were some parts about Rise of the Planet of the Apes that were a little wrongheaded, <laughs> particularly maybe James Franco. Right. But um, having Gary Oldman and having a, a really much more solid cast mm-hmm. for this this new film, and it's our, and it's actually set in the Planet of the Apes type time that i wanted to see like i never really want to see a prequel to planet of the apes i just want to see planet of the apes you know right um i'm I'm kind of excited about this direction it's going in who who is the director for that do you remember Uh, matt reeves matt okay so i I, you know he cloverfield's a good movie um i think um so that that was him right cloverfield uh I think so. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't. I don't remember what else Matt Reeves has done, but uh, I mean, at least there's some promise there that makes me kind of excited. Yeah, it was Cloverfield. All right, so uh, I'm excited for it. Kyle's a bit more excited for it than he was for the previous one. So, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is oh, it's gonna end up on my most anticipated for 2014 list for sure. Um, but uh, then we had X Men, and they showed off some stuff from Wolverine, which who cares? It comes out next week. Um, and then uh, X-Men Days of Future Past was the big one. They brought on almost the entire cast 
Um, everyone's saying that it was the biggest cast they'd ever seen brought on at Hall H. Um, we got a lot of confirmations from stuff, and then they apparently showed some footage, but apparently none of the visual effects are ready yet. So they didn't really show any money shots or anything from that movie. How are you? I don't. I don't think we've ever really talked about Days of Future Past that much. So how are you feeling about this movie? I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I am. I kind of am too. Um, I loved X Men First Class, which I know me and you and my brother and Brian kind of got into a little bit of a thing about in that you didn't really enjoy X-Men First Class that much, or at least you didn't feel it warranted a sequel. No, I think um, that story was told, man. I mean, it's, it's a, it was a prequel story, and what else was there right. to, to go with? I, I, I'm, I, I enjoyed Michael Fassbender, and I enjoyed James mm-hmm. McAvoy, but I think by the second half of that movie where they become a team, it falls apart. I think, I think the script is, is terrible. Um, and, and, the, and the movie stops leaning on those guys up until that very nice conclusion Dealing mm-hmm. with Sebastian Shaw and um, and Eric, those are like that's like the last moment that I think actually works in that movie. But all the action, the Cuban Missile Crisis stuff—I mean, I hated all of that. So uh, the, the idea that they're going a totally different direction actually makes me very excited <laughs> because right. I didn't want more of X Men First Class. I wanted something else, and, and this is we this is that something risks. else. Yeah, and we were talking about risks, and I think this is a huge risk for 20th Century Fox. And kind of, I mean, it's it's also another Wolverine movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean it, that's not exactly risky because I mean, well, it, I'm just saying it's it's very. I guess risk isn't the right word. It's a it's probably 20th Century Fox's most ambitious X Men movie. Sure, it is. It is, and uh, the mixing of cast is very cool, and I I'm very excited to see. Uh, Ian McKellen act off of Michael Fassbender if there's a possibility that that will happen. Um, Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy. I mean, that that's the stuff that I'm really... Well, we know Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy are going to act off of each other because that was what was shown at Comic-Con. Yeah, it sounds like... the So it's a dystopian future that they send Wolverine, Wolverine into the past. Into the instead sense. of Kitty Pride, like in the comic. Right. So the events of the X-Men 1, 2, and 3 movies... Um, only sort of, I mean, I guess they, they kind of count. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the continuity I think it's, is a little... Yeah, the continuity question, I think, is one that we won't have answered until that movie's over, so... Yeah, I mean, I know that it, apparently it's brought up in Wolverine, uh, which comes out next week, a little bit. Which I got mad at because now I have to see Wolverine. <laughs> Maybe it'll be better than you think, man. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I mean, I, the, 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 the good but not great reviews have me at least somewhat interested, because I thought it would be a train wreck. So. Well, as I was to say, as long as it's not getting X-Men Origins reviews, it could be decent. Sure, we'll see. Um, Which I can't believe those words came out of my mouth about a Wolverine movie. But, um, anyway, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, yeah. And forget the Sentinel head, though. What excited me most out of images that we got to see that weren't there, from people that weren't there at Comic-Con, that excited me from Days of Future Past was Bishop looks awesome yep. in that movie. Yep. Decent actor playing him, too, Omar Sy. Um, but... The way they handled the M over his eye just looks great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited that they were able to make some hay out of Bishop. I mean, he's yeah. kind of like the 
some one of the worst of like the early '90s Marvel X-Men. Well, he has a big role in Age of Apocalypse, but that's about it. Which, by the way, I think that's where all of this is eventually heading. Uh, Which we can talk about in a second with Marvel's announcement. Yeah, (laughs) getting the jump on something. Yeah, Um, but I mean, it's I'm I'm excited about this movie. I can't. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I hope it's good. I the last Brian Singer movie was horrible, but I'm hoping for a bounce back from him. I, I think this could be a really neat movie. Yeah, I think uh, I think if Dawn of the Planet of the Apes weren't coming out next summer, it would probably be my most anticipated of summer 2014. Sure. But um, so then we had a Marvel Studios actual panel, and there was Thor footage shown, which I didn't really pay attention to too much because that movie's pretty close to coming out. Right. Um, then they got to see what I assume will end up being the first trailer for Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, did you read the description of what that footage was? I actually had Hannah read it to me in the car. <laughs> yeah, I saw where she tweeted that she was reading stuff to you. Well, cause I don't I, know we, about you, but that oh, footage sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, we we left we left the movie last night, and I could it, when when the movie had started or right before it, there were pictures being tweeted out of um, of Tom Hiddleston coming out and doing mm-hmm. basically summer stock theater, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> dressed up as Loki. Uh, which you know that I'm kind of lukewarm to that idea, but uh, <laughs> basically feels like Renfest or something. <laughs> but um, I missed everything else, so I was like, "Well, all right, I guess I'll just find out what happens when I kind of get out of the movie." And Hannah read me the description of the trailer or the the clips or whatever that they showed. And it does sound very cool. Um, it's the one I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. Marvel's upcoming. The description for the Winter Soldier footage. I don't know about you, but it sounded very much to me. I was like, oh, this this is probably what our trailer is going to be when we finally get a trailer for this movie. Yeah, I, I, um, I would bet on that. Because you have Captain America fighting a bunch of people in an elevator, which I can't wait to see, and then he wins the fight. Um, and then just all the just action shots that you don't even know why they're happening. Like apparently the helicarriers in this movie, and then it's crashing to the ground on fire. And then you don't even see the Winter Soldier until the very end of the trailer. But I think it's going to be – it's very exciting, and it's, it might be my most anticipated of all these sequels that are coming out in Phase 2. Yeah, I, I, I am very excited about Winter Soldier. At least I'm more excited about that than I am about Thor The Dark World. So. Well, I think everybody's pretty much on that page. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then we had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which uh, we've well established how both, both of us feel about that movie. Um, but what was probably surprising is that it's only two weeks into filming and they had footage to show of it. Uh, did you hear the description for that as well? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, it was a very basic thing. It was just introducing who everyone was, but apparently people were at the con were very, very impressed with what they saw from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, that's fine. Uh, I look forward to seeing, uh, more. And, make- and the description I saw was that somebody said it looked like a mix of Firefly and the fifth element. Which I know you at least hate one of those things. I like so. Fifth Element, though. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see how this all turns out. We probably will never see that footage unless it ends up in the movie. Right. I mean, this is so early that that's just like, yep. let's just take whatever we've got and pop it on <laughs> for the convention. Right. And and then the next big movie announcement came out. And um, it was one that I would argue is much more shocking than Batman Superman. Um, just because no one was expecting it, it was it was something that did not leak at all. Um, so Joss Whedon came up on stage at the end of the Marvel Studios panel and announced the title for Avengers 2, which is going to be The Avengers The Age of Ultron, or just Age of Ultron is what it's called, which is shocking for a number of reasons. Um, 
one being that Thanos is not going to be the villain of the movie. Uh, the second being that this was a comic crossover that Marvel just got done doing with the exact same title. And then third being that this pretty much implies, for me at least, that Pym is going to be Ant-Man. I don't know about you, but... Yeah, seems, seems very likely. Does it also mean Vin Diesel's going to be Ultron? God, I hope so, because he needs to play a robot. He doesn't need to play a person in that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and apparently they got to see Ultron's face, too, which I, apparently he looks exactly like he does in the comic. And I'm sure that's something that over the next two years that will change a little bit. But um, so wh- how did you react when you first heard that's what the title of the new Avengers movie was going to be? I mean, it was surprising that they went with that title. Uh, it seems incredibly early, but they're not they're also obviously not scared for that kind of cross media synergy a little bit. Mm-hmm. I see a little bit of planning foresight on Marvel's part that I think is actually kind of brilliant here. Um, so think about this, and I put out this theory to some friends of mine yesterday. Now, Thanos show, has shown up, and he'll probably show up in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's confirmed, yeah, for yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. And, so, and, so, and now, right now, they're, doing, they're about to do a big storyline around him in the comics, right? right? So now there's a book in trade paperback that will be out by the time that movie comes out, that you can pick up and read more about Thanos, right? Infinity. Now, the same goes for this Age of Ultron stuff. Right. There's an Age of Ultron book already out. Oh, yeah, sales for that are probably going to go through the roof. Exactly. So people want to be able to read about, you know, this Ultron storyline. And, and I think that's going to be the same case with this crossover with Apocalypse and everything that's X-Men related. So Marvel, Marvel Publishing is on it when it comes to, you know, yep. lining up. Uh, I, I'll be interested to see what the actual age part is. I doubt they'll go. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people were theorizing, and I think it's it's true. Marvel's trying to get the jump on 20th Century Fox in case they announced an Age of Apocalypse movie. Yeah, I, I think I think that Age of Apocalypse stuff is on its way. So, and I will be a very happy Shane if that happens. <laughs> but I mean, we we don't know much else about this movie. I I I am happy that they did go with another big villain. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Ultron was un- uh, inevitable. If he wasn't going to be in the, th- the second, I think he was definitely going to be in the third. Yeah, and I guess there is some um, so- some excitement there to be had that they're holding off on Thanos to do more with him later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some planning there that continues to come out and things continue to you know sort of ramp up. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know, who's playing Hank Pym and uh, right. It certainly will make Ant-Man a more exciting film for people to want to go see, probably. Um, it's interesting that Ant-Man's going to be coming after Age of Ultron, though, because Pym created Ultron, so we kind of need this explanation, and I guess we're going to get all of it in Avengers. I guess so, yeah. Um, and I think Ultron is a better threat to... Because uh, there's all these rumors that since Phase 3 is looking like it's going to focus on smaller characters and not have these big characters like Thor and Iron Man and Captain America get their own movies in that phase i mean we don't know for sure yet but that's what it's looking like so people are wondering if something happens in avengers 2 and i think ultron is a good threat to have something happen to that team that maybe causes them to disband or something like that and i think that makes thanos a big enough threat to cause them to come back yeah yeah maybe so um i'm i'm a little disappointed that that the rest of phase three wasn't announced Right. Uh, but they got two more Comic-Cons to do that, if you think about it. Yeah, it's true. But I was really hoping that we would have gotten at least what the 2016 titles were. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's all but confirmed as being Doctor Strange and Black Panther, but it would have been nice to get official word. Yeah, just to sort of know, but I guess they have they, they want to hold some secrets to their chest, so that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, when in terms of the comic, though, uh, we said kind of mentioned that it has a similar title to the recent story. Um, Joss Whedon has said multiple occasions that this is a movie that he knew what the plot was going to be before he even wrote Avengers. And so I think Age of Ultron, the movie, and Age of Ultron, the comic, will only be similar in name. I, yeah. I don't think any. I don't think that this is not going to be a movie that has somebody punching open the space-time continuum at the end of it or something like that. Right. So. I mean, Wolverine and so many characters play such integral roles in uh, in integral roles in uh, Age of Ultron the series. There's no way that it'll play much. It, it, that'll even be anywhere near close to the actual comic, and that's fine because the actual comic was uh, you know not all that well received. So right. So um, that's the big one. Uh, I would put. A good twenty dollars down on uh, the third one being called the Infinity Gauntlet. Now that we know that it's not just going to be Avengers two and Avengers three, right, right. Um, I, think, I think that seems seems fairly obvious, but you know, no one predicted Age of Ultron either, right. <laughs> but uh, that's all I've got. Um, I mean, obviously there were a ton of other things that were announced, big and small, um, but those were really the highlights of this year's Comic Con. So we had a lot of, war- or not really warning, but a lot of people feeling apathetic about this Comic-Con going in, saying it wasn't going to be a, make a huge splash, it wasn't going to be a big deal. Do you think it lived up to that, or do you think this was a, a Comic-Con that was actually a big deal? I think it was pretty uh, lukewarm, to be honest. I mean, the two, I can agree. the two movie announcements were great, but everything else just seemed like a press junket. I mean, it was, here, here, here's more of what you already know about. True. And uh, the the one thing that was exciting about last year's Comic Con was that there was a lot of stuff that got announced. I felt like right. I felt like bigger, better things had been you know put in front of people that they hadn't they weren't aware were coming. And this year, I don't know. I mean, the Marvel stuff. I, yeah, I, I like the fact that there's an Age of Ultron title, and I'm glad that you know people got to see footage from these movies and things are looking positive there. Mm-hmm. But it was all stuff we knew about. We knew an Avengers sequel was coming. We knew that this thing was coming. Blah 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 blah. Um, and the Warner Brothers thing. Well, I'm just glad they announced something. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only thing I can complain about because I am I'm excited that we're getting more superhero movies, and I'm glad that they're all looking good. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed like kind of an iffy Comic Con, particularly from the comic side. There was no big series yeah. announced really from um, from the big two. Yeah, from the big two. No, it was very disappointing on the comics side from the big two um but you'll, anything you'll, else you'll with comics in. i'd say wait till wait till monday yeah you'll, you'll <laughs> dig into that stuff on the end but i just wanted to say man look at this list for 2015 movies how <laughs> nuts is 2015 just those three movies just uh, those three you got Superman, age of ultron batman superman and star wars right and beyond star wars episode seven where ant-man's supposed to come out in 2015 right jurassic park four is supposed to come out in 2015 yeah we'll see if that happens <laughs> right the next james bond is coming out in 2015 yep. uh i guess a new pirates movie um, yeah, we'll see. The Terminator reboot, Independence Day two, Hunger Games, yeah, Hunger Games Part, Mockingjay Part two, uh, Finding Dory, maybe yeah. the Fantastic Four reboot. Uh, I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff coming. Even these stupid video game adaptations like Assassin's Creed are coming <laughs> World out. World of Warcraft. <laughs> right, and Warcraft has got a movie coming out. I mean, those Which movies, had a trailer debut at Comic-Con. Those movies are not going to do very well. Um, no. Despite the fact that I love Duncan Jones, I don't think Warcraft is going to be a big hit. But 
I mean, just from the big, big name things we're looking at, you know, Jurassic Park 4, Star Wars, Avengers, Batman, Superman, uh, I mean, Independence Day 2, the, the, the sequel to Finding Nemo. I mean, that's the, pretty much a summer of movies like two, summer two, 2014 is franchises that are wavering. Summer 2015 is franchises you never thought would happen again. Right, right. I mean, it's massive. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see. What will make the most amount of money? Probably Avengers Two is my my guess. We get that for two years now. Like that was what I was dreading when Batman Superman got announced. I was like, crap! Now we got to hear for two years what's going to make the most money. Well, and um, I'm with that, you. Uh, I know Brian and Raphael from Film Dispenser disagree with us, but I agree with you that I think Avengers Two is going to win that year. I mean, it's it, Star Wars Episode Seven will be a big hit. Let's not oh, fool yeah. ourselves. All three of those movies are going to be huge hits. I think. Yeah, I, I just, I just wonder if has America moved on from Star Wars? I don't know. I guess we'll find out in two years. I guess we will. Um, so, who would you say is the winner of San Diego Comic Con? Um, I will say, I don't want to declare a winner because okay. uh, I kind of tweeted this yesterday. I kind of don't like giving it a winner because if something made you excited, if there was an announcement or just some footage got released or something that made you excited, then I think you're the winner in Comic-Con. I think if, if as long as there was something that got you excited, then it was a success in that way. Sure. That, that I, I would say that's, that's pretty darn fair. I mean, I, it seems like from the media narrative, Marvel is still the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the king of the heap. Uh, um, they are at least in terms of, because we, I mean, we knew that Batman Superman announcement might happen. So that, element of surprise was taken away so at least marvel had that element of surprise but it's it's between those two i would say yeah for sure for sure even though that fox panel did look did sound pretty good um so now that we've sort of wrapped our san diego comic-con talk uh just because we do it every podcast i'm just curious shane (laughs) is there anything you're looking forward to next um well i know we're all gonna see wolverine but i will i'm not looking forward to that movie um i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see it but it's not something I'm anticipating by any means. Sure. Um, I'm pulling up comics right now to see if there's anything that looks great. Oh, Lazarus number two comes out this week. So yep. we got that. You got mind management coming out. Yep. Uh, so at least there's Lazarus. So at least there'll be something. So I guess I'll go with that. Um, Cause I'll see, I will see Wolverine, but it's not something that I'm just like, Oh yeah, Wolverine. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Batman Superman number two, uh, which comes out next week. And on top of that, I think we're getting the Hawkeye annual. So that should be a fun Which I read. did pick up Hawkeye this With week. You. Um, was... my, uh, forgot to mention that my, uh, one of my, I was selling some of my Spider-Man comics. I have number, I had, or had number 300, which was the first appearance of uh, Venom. And that sold and I got store credit and I got a ton of, com- I got my comics for that week. And then I got the first two trades of Hawkeye, which covers everything except for the most recent issue. Then, uh, first trade of Manhattan projects and the first trade of chew. And I got all that for seven bucks after store credit. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to hear what you think about all of those. Um, uh, should be pretty soon. Cause I'm waiting to read those after I get done reading a book I'm reading right now. But other than that, nice. I'm getting to them soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, um, the, uh, next week, uh, we, we've got a pretty nice podcast lined up. I mean, we're going to be talking about the Wolverine and Harper's coming back. So it'll be the three of us. It'll be a lot of fun. And I think we're going to kind of go over all the big superhero movies and maybe even do some comparing and contrasting and having some debates and yelling at one another. Hopefully not, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, next week should be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, Shane, I'm looking forward to it, man. Me too. All right, buddy. Take care. 